This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast coming to Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies, whenever you're listening. Appreciate you all. As we take you through your week 17 uh, post-game show, uh, regular season wrap, end of season wrap, Browns go down 33-23 in the charmed city of Cincinnati. Um, your host, Jeff Lloyd, uh, from SI.com's Browns Maven, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories Cleveland Browns-wise for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, uh, if you guys listen to the pregame, I kind of told you I, I just I didn't have a good feeling about this. Um, Saw that pretty much in a lot of the body language today and a lot of the effort that was given. Um, Pete, another week where, hey, look at this first drive. Things look pretty good. Then offensively, Flatsville, uh, the question of the effort on tackling from a number of people. You guys usually know who the people are. It's usually the same old. But, Pete, I mean, it looked like a Week 17 effort from a team that had high expectations realized there was no way they were going to reach those expectations, no way they were going to reach the playoffs. That looked like the effort that was given out there today. Uh, I, th- I thought at times it looked like they were a team that didn't get in the bowl they wanted. Um, <laughs> we don't want to be playing on December 17th. We wanted to be playing on January 1st. Right. Um, I mean, they, they, they definitely did some good things. Defensively, they were pretty awful. Um Offensively, it's it's been the same story all year. Um, they'll do some things that are some some solid things. They'll make some big plays. They had a couple of nice downfield throws. Damian Ratley, you know, makes makes a great play. Uh, I don't know if he got the ball the rest of the game. Um, yeah, he caught one at then, like the minute thirty mark. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then uh, you know you get one with Beckham and Landry, which is you know which are good things. But they they, they had to. They had to be able to be a little bit more consistent. Their offensive line was not effective for the most part. For whatever reason, they decided that Justin McCray was the answer at right guard today. Um, I don't know why. Um, beyond the fact I think Wyatt Teller's better, I, I have to think that failing that, you know, Drew Forbes or Eric Cush would be better than a guy who's largely been repping at tackle. Um, and he was bad. Um, that 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 combination was really bad, and Hubbard he's, was bad. He's so Greg slow in his stance. Had, had some issues with you know the the typical fair, which is usually penalties. But when they actually gave time to Mayfield, he was able to get the ball down the field. But it, it, so often, it felt like snap, way too much pass rush, and then you know basically trying to figure it out from there. And and they weren't effective running the football either. So. That decision was baffling to me um, um, among some of the other things. And this team is just, it, it does not deal with Joe Mixon well. I mean, multiple rookies got run over uh, and, and they just weren't very effective. And, and, and there's still some guys who, who give everything they have. Uh, Justin Burris, Brian Cox Jr., who left with a hand injury. I don't think he came back. Um, no. Some of those guys. And Denzel Ward played pretty well. But, I mean, overall, and Schobert's always Schobert. Um, overall, they just they, they were not good. Um, and actually, the funniest thing, um, let's see. Um, if, you're, if you're doing a bingo at home, uh, Joe Mixon got greedy 
He got Mac Wilson a couple times. Sheldrick Redwine. And here's the thing. I'm over at uh, my sister-in-law's. She was doing after Christmas thing. It was just easier to get the nieces and nephews to do some Christmas cookies. My nephew, my nephew Jake, eight years old. And, uh, you know, I know his father. And look, you know, this cursing just happens. When Joe Mixon planted Sheldrick Redwine, all you heard of this little eight-year-old was, damn! And that's pretty much was the reaction in the room at the time. So uh, to my nephew, Jake, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nailed that one on the head. Um, they had no answer for Joe Mixon. Um, and look, I mean, they kind of threw the ball around. Obviously, the center of the field was pretty vulnerable. Um, Demarius Randall, um, look, get out of town. Get out of town as fast as you possibly can. Just get out. The effort, the play, everything you've done this year for a guy who was maybe looking for, you know, eight to ten million a year. Good God. I mean, the play this year and the effort. And then, of course, by all means, celebrate the sack. You know, like you just clinched the division title for your team. I, I've seen enough there. Um, you know, look at Cox. Cox is a guy, you, Brian Cox, you fall in love with the effort because it's like, look, I understand you ain't a world-class athlete. You may not be, you know, an absolute world beater as a player. But if you're going to die trying, I can live with that. And that's what you get out of Brian Cox, that type of a guy. Um, some can't be said for some other people on that team. It, it was just a terrible – Just and, and I agree with you where you said maybe the guys who didn't get the bowl game – it was a look, man. You know, I'm going to be in the Bahamas by Tuesday. That's where my plans are at. It's just, just frustrating. And the one thing, Pete, that actually stunned me was here it is, week 17, and I've been screaming for this challenge the team, challenge the field vertically, challenge the field. And all of a sudden, now today, it was just like you know they were like the mid 80s, you know Tom Flores Raiders, where it was you know first to ten go deep, second and ten go deep, third fifteen even go deeper. Uh, they did some of that, uh, you know. I, 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 obviously, they 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 did it really well uh, on the Ratley throw. They they you know Ratley did a nice job stacking the the, the corner, and the safety was late and took a poor angle, uh, and they exploited it. Uh, you know, the, the the Landry pass was right on time. If it was like a half beat later, it might get intercepted, uh, and and then the two DBs hit each other, uh, allowing Landry to stay up and, and score, which was you know impressive. And then, you know, they, they make the one big play to Beckham uh, before he goes and vomits on the sideline. Uh, and then uh, he obviously makes the touchdown catch, which certainly wasn't scripted, but uh, it wasn't designed to do that, but but it did. Um, that was another I one mean, it only I, took 17 weeks to see. That was kind of what you were expecting was that type of impact from Odell, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating because, you know, the – it, it was a game where, like, the Bengals were basically playing every, a lot of guys up, like, basically saying we're not going to let Nick Chubb beat us, and to their credit, they didn't. But uh, and, and maybe that was the big reason they did it. Maybe it was, you know, letting it go and just doing it. But it seemed like that was the big cause, that the Bengals were playing up, so they basically took what they got. But there's definitely games and situations where you're sitting there frustrated when when, when Nick Chubb is running so well and you can't capitalize on some of those play action things and some of that may be injury related but uh it, it was certainly something that was in the offense last year and was really effective and and produced a lot of results and, and something that was you know obviously missing from this year uh it's, it's you know it, it just every part of that game was frustrating because like 90 percent of the time the offense was just struggle look awkward you know various other things going wrong 
And then like 10% of the time it looks effortless and, and you're sitting there just aggravated because you're, you're like, why, why can't they even find the middle of this where it's, you know, just consistently executing and, and it doesn't have to be all big plays. It just has to be the right plays. And, and they just haven't been able to do that. And, and they, they scored some points and they had some other opportunities and, and they just, they couldn't, you know, when they didn't get those big plays, they just couldn't keep drives long enough. And now, you know, Baker's three interceptions. Look, you know, sure, there's ways you can question effort. You can question, you know, how much, you know, Jarvis or Odell had. Uh, you know, the first one, Jarvis, and this happened a couple times because it was a uh, right after the loss in sack, there was one where it didn't seem like Jarvis was where he was supposed to be. That's what it seemed like on the Phillips INT. Uh, you know, Baker just heaved one, but Odell, you got to go play defensive back there, dude. Um, you've got to go bail your quarterback out. You got to go play defensive back. Uh, the final one, I mean, you know, at that point, who really cares? But you know, Jarvis, jump up, do something, try to deflect it, do something. But you know, you know, Baker's also got to understand that you know maybe these guys ain't going to be able there to save you from yourself, and you can't just be throwing this ball wildly all over the goddamn field. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, there are decisions you can question, but you know, the thing that drives me nuts is is when guys basically quit. Uh, and, and just shut it down. And, and you know, on the, the throw with Beckham, Beckham basically shut it down before the ball even went in the air, basically deciding that the route wasn't going to be there. Mayfield probably makes the wrong decision there, but it looks that much worse because your receiver just quit on it and he can't even go down there. And, you know, even if it's intercepted, go make a tackle. But, like, it, 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 it drives me insane that we're, we're, we're dealing with a guy who – you know, is unhappy about touches and targets and all these other things. And then when he gets those things, he's complaining. And I understand it. He's hurt. And in this game, he's dealing with food poisoning and all these other things. But it can't be a situation where you're like, you know, I'm I'm busting my ass. I'm giving everything I have. But on this particular play, remember that I'm sick and, 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 and I'm injured. Like, whether he wants to be or not, he is a leader of the team. But he's making, you know, he's making the most money on anyone on the team, uh, and that's just reality. And 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 I think that's a problem with some of the things they have going on here. Is as good as he can be, I, I I don't think he always realizes that the way he can do some of the things he does in those type of games is makes it easier for other people to do that. And 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 you can't do that. And it comes down to who you want to be as a team. And, and, you know, Beckham comes back and makes the touchdown catch and, and, and that's great. But those plays, you know, like the, that can cost you games and they can't do that. And that's just irritating. And obviously one of the under, the, the first interception Landry fell down and I get that that happens, but God is it irritating how often it seems to happen to this team uh, that, just so yeah, many but then even the one though that Lawson dropped, it, it seemed like you know he, you know uh, Baker expected him to keep coming, and Jarvis almost planted like all right, I'm just going to take this route out. Well, you know if that's you know you can't ad lib. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was supposed to be if, if that was a choice route or if it was an ad lib or whatever. But yeah, it like those are plays where like people are going, well, what is Baker Mayfield doing? And you know if if the play calls for a guy to be in a certain spot, like I get it, there, there, there are areas of the field and in certain situations where you can sort of 
cut off a route and change it, but it, they don't seem to have that relationship where they, they're in tune with that. And it, it just makes the whole thing look worse. So, you know, I, I, I love what, you know, Beckham can bring to the table. I, I, I you know, I, I like the way he genuinely works at his craft, but at the same time, like th- th- those things just make it very hard for me not to be just so incredibly frustrated with what he's able to do. And like, when you do that type of stuff, it makes me very, it, very sympathetic to the idea of trading you because you, you, I, 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 look, they need talent. They need guys who can make big plays and certainly he can do that and healthier. One would assume he will do more of that, but the negative is negative and it doesn't help. And you have to be able to hold yourself to account. And it's very hard for anyone else in that locker room to hold him to account uh, because he is paid so much money and all those other things. And and they may not have that infrastructure yet. And I, I don't know what the organization does and that type of stuff, but like th- those are the things that make me feel like, you know, the browser are further away from reaching their goal than they are closer to it. So yeah, I, I, I just like, I love Baker Mayfield for, for stuff like where he's, you know, he makes that like run for the first down yep. in the fourth quarter to keep the drive alive. And, and like he sort of is the embodiment of how, of like how fans feel or people watching or whatever. Like he's as unhappy and aggravated as any fan is after any given play. He, he seems to, uh, you know, he's, he's right there with everybody. He's irritated when things go wrong. He's, you know, he's excited when things go right, but like the, those, those situations, you can't question how badly he wants to win and how badly he wants to be great. And, and you, you're certainly going to leave the season going, he's got to play a lot better, but you know, I, I'd, I'd like to see those type of plays from guys like Beckham, like Land- and Landry does this on occasion, certainly. Uh, yes. But those Much guys who just, your best players need to be your best workers. And I- I- until the Browns get that, that that's that, that to me that's going to be a hard thing to get over and this goes back to the one episode that pete and i did it's and look you know odell probably more than jarvis here but for the amount of money these guys are going to make in the what the franchise has committed in these two they got to be the standard and it's not the oh well you know everybody should be more like him no not for 30 plus million dollars that these guys are making they got to be standard they got to be the gold they got to be what everybody else in that locker room is basically, you know, measured up against, and it's 100%, it's 110% every damn down because that's what you're being paid to do. We'll get to more here on your post-game Locked On Browns. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, uh, whether it's a long day at work, uh, whether you're stuck in the classroom all day, whether you're a parent and you're crushing it between practices and dance recitals and rehearsals and moving kids all over, hell and back. Less thing you want to do when you get home late at night have to sit down and worry about how you're going to feed family of four, five, six, seven with limited time. That's where you let DoorDash come in and take care of this for you. Uh, ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose choose the restaurant you want to order from and have it delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. So you might find a new favorite as well. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states, and Canada. Order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Cheesecake Factory, etc., etc. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. 
uh, go to the App Store, download DoorDash now. With your first order, you will get uh, your first order of $15 or more, you'll get $5 off when you use the promo code locked on, all caps, no space, L O C K E D O N. Again, $5 off your first order at $15 or more. Look, you bust your butt to get everything else done in your life, whether it's your job, whether it's your school responsibilities, or whether you're a parent and that's what your main focus is. Do something a little bit easier for yourself. Give yourself a little bit of time to relax and unwind. Have dinner brought to you with the fine folks over at DoorDash. Pete, when we talk about the effort here and, you know, things that went on today, look, it's it's six and ten. This team is a game and a half less than they were last year. You know, there was some succeeding with lesser players last year, more success with lesser players last year than there is this year. Obviously, there's been some blows here down the line. Went into Arizona, and the uh, the talk was, oh, well, you know, maybe if Freddie wins out 9-7. to seven. Then we get to last week. Uh, well, maybe you can win these last two, 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, you're going to beat Baltimore. Then even now, I mean, oh, well, maybe if you look good against Cincinnati. Pete, it, there's just no more excuses. It's got to end. It's just, it is not whatever you think. And if you think Freddie can cure cancer, that's fantastic. This is not freaking working in any way whatsoever. Well, the stuff that if he won today, I'm sorry. That, that seriously, like seriously, if you beat a one in fourteen team, yeah. that was going to be enough to say, you know what, we're okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that for a second, and I don't believe that this game was going to change anything. I, I, if anything, it was going to sort of strengthen or or weaken final arguments. If if they're even that point, I, I, I just. I think this decision has already been made as much as they don't want to admit it. And, and I'm sure, you know, this doesn't help uh, in that scenario. I, I, I just, the entire argument, the most um, compelling argument to me, if you are Jimmy Haslam, is the idea that let's say you, you talk yourself into believing in Freddie Kitchens again. And you come into next year and you're one and two to start the season or you're, you know, let's say you're own one. What's the immediate talk going to be? It's going to be Freddie Kitchens is fired or whatever. Freddie Kitchens is going to get fired. And you're going to find yourself in a situation where, you know, you are three and four weeks into the season and just like you were with Hugh Jackson and it's a dead man walking situation and the season has just started and you've already flushed the team. And you eventually do fire him during the season and you find yourself in the exact same situation you did with Hugh Jackson, which is you hired interim. Uh, in Greg Williams, you talk yourself into something that went well there, and you end up going down this this you know rabbit hole into getting one of those assistants to stick around and build build the coaching staff around them. And and I and I can't imagine you know certainly with the result today, I can't imagine he's sitting there going you know we're, that that's not going to happen. We're that Brady's going to get through next season. I, I I have to think that that is the final you know, the final argument that just basically says, look, this, this can't happen. We're, we're going to have to move on. And it really just becomes a question of if the way they plan on moving on includes everybody else, or if it, if it doesn't, and, you know, whether that's, you know, John Dorsey, whether that's anyone else in the front office, whether that's the organizational structure as a whole, uh, that, that is the more important question to me is, is, who do you who do you you know who are you going to be or who do you want to be and how do you get there and that 
just set sort of setting up the guardrails for how you're going to set up your organization and what is expected, what is demanded, and and just the ways to sort of ensure that your organization makes sense as a professionally run team and that doesn't feel like you know uh, just like a mess. And and to me, you know, I I have a hard time making the case for for Dorsey to stick around. And I don't really care one way or the other who gets fired, but I just think the way he constructs the team is stupid. And I think it's it's it's, it's as big of a problem as anything else. I think his lack of uh, focus on character guys is part of the reason this team is so jointed, disjointed. I think it's harder to sort of, uh, you know, sort of bond this team together because there are so many dipshits that have been in and out of this team. And, and that's the stuff where it's like, you know, I, 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 I'm at least sympathetic to the argument of, Let's go ahead and blow this thing up. Now, the, my whole thought process is talking myself into the idea that the Browns could somehow get Andrew Barry to be the, the GM of the team, which would be my dream. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know where they're going to go with this thing. But I, I think the, I think Freddie's done, and I think it, it's really a question of deciding how you're going to operate this team going forward. And if you are going to stay with John Dorsey – that you at least have to have some sense of we can't bring in player with issue A, B, and C. It's just not good for where we're at with what we're trying to build and has actually forced us to go backwards. And it's certainly not just that that's gone wrong, but, God, that's just – the idea that you're, you're, you're sitting there worrying about what player X, Y, and Z are going to do in a given week, whether it's talking to the media or just being stupid or whatever – just it, it, it's just one more thing that this team can't afford to deal with. No, and it, it, that stuff's got to go on. It, it, it that's got to end. The other thing that's got it's it's got to be better what they do in that draft room, and it's got to be more of the full palette. And it's oh well, you know, we love the size, we love this, that, and the, we love what he can be. No, it is the biggest draft crap thing there is. Is we love what this guy can be. No, love him for what he already can do. If you get more than that, that's gravy. If you get a little less, you still got a functional piece. And I'm yes, if you want to say I'm talking about the Chad Thomases of the world, we're getting lapped by street free agents. Base them on who they are, not what you think they can be, because you're banking on a 20, a 21-year-old, a 22-year-old whose life is now changed because guess what? They got a boatload of money in their pocket that they haven't earned yet. Oh. God, just get better at it. And for everybody, oh well, you know, if they get rid of if they get rid of John Dorsey, no, this is is you know, look, you want to say Freddie's the village idiot? I can't argue with you. Yeah, he 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 does not look like he has any idea what he's doing as a head coach. But he ain't buying the groceries. He ain't bringing these guys into the building. Um, the, the free agent signings, not so bad. Sheldon Richardson turned out to be a nice selection. Kareem Hunt wasn't such a huge fan, but you know. We didn't see close to the cream hunt the player, but most of what we saw was a functional piece. But you got to get better at what you're doing in that draft room. Like, God, it's it's baffling in that respect. Um, yeah, I believe we're going to hear somewhere in the next 12, 15 hours, Freddie Kitchens is gone. Um, you know, maybe until noon, whatever. I believe Freddie's a goner. Um, you can't look at this recipe – and all that was put into it and the talent that was brought into this building and say, you know what? All we need is another year. No, I don't believe these players believe in them. I 
I know there's a couple of players who don't believe in him. Uh, that, that I'll keep to myself. Uh, but that's just the way it goes. And it's time to move on. And this is actually a nice cycle for head coaches that will be available. Um, go out and get one of these guys and, you know, say, look, we're going to give you two plus years. You know, the only thing I ask is that this team shows up week in, week out. I can live with some losses, but these teams better these this team better look like pros week in, week out, every Sunday. Which that shouldn't be that high of an expectation. Exactly, yet, but really, it's so sad that we even have to say this. But go ahead. Yeah, that's that that that's where this team's at. Where we're we're sitting here worried about professionalism, and that that's not everybody, but that's enough. Where it's you're sitting here going, what we're still dealing with this, and that's not supposed to be happening. And in some of the cases, they're paying substantial amounts of money. Um, so yeah, those those things have to be addressed. And and again, I think I think the way they decide on what players they're going to draft is flawed horribly. And I you know I'm beating John Dorsey in the draft right now, and I'm sitting at home, and he's got access to everything. That shouldn't happen ever. So just if he's here, he's got to deliver because to this point, his job has been just done really poorly. Um, and look, guys, just so you understand, we're going to be drafting before the New York Jets. We'll be drafting before the New York Jets. That's how bad this year has gone. And thanks, and I'll be honest, thank the Jets for winning today because they have some of the same draft interests that Cleveland's going to have. So at least there's that going for you. We'll get to a little bit more here uh, on your final uh, post-game show of the 2019 season on Locked On Browns. Um, again, I'll tell you guys all the time. Um, look, and this is what's great about you guys. You're all diehards. Definitely ride or die, 99.9% of you. Uh, you want gear. You like wearing your gear loud and proud. Zabo Apparel. Uh, run, by a form, run by a veteran. Uh, two children still serving in the service. Uh, I love the t-shirts. I love the quality in the hoodies. I, I love the I love the thoughts behind them. Everything. Uh, so you're looking to buy apparel, check out ZabelApparel.com, at ZabelApparel on Twitter. Again, uh, two great season, uh, great friendship. I appreciate uh, folks over at Zabel for everything. Uh, here's to bigger and better. But you're looking for gear, guys. Check out Zabo Apparel. Pete, the goddamn New York Jets are drafting later than the Browns? Well, look, once the Browns started losing, I was rooting for the Jets. Uh, well, and that's really the draft in us, yes, but this is how bad it's been. I mean, look, they there are a number of teams that, look, I mean, the Miami Dolphins, uh, to their God credit or perhaps their destruction, they're 5-11. and 11. Um you know, the, the ultimate shot. Which is almost looking ultimate, like right now, like, how did we beat them? <laughs> the ultimate, uh, you know, final shot on, on just how disastrous Hugh Jackson was. But, yeah, they're 5-11. and 11. Uh, You know, the, the, there's a bunch of teams that are going to end up better than the Browns that shouldn't be. I mean, the Bucks are 7-9, and nine, uh, and I, I don't think they're good. I don't think they're well-coached. I think they have a lot of issues in their own right, but they're 7-9. They're and nine. quarterback and went 30 for 30. Yeah, so there's just uh, there's just a lot that just is difficult. I mean, look, it's impossible to believe that this team with the talent it has had any business losing to 
a one in 14 Cincinnati Bengals team, but that's just how bad it has gotten. And some of that is, you know, perhaps they checked out some of them, um, but you know, that should be a game where you, 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 that should be an easy win you know, for for a team this good. And it isn't. And there are just too many, too many factors to play into that that need to be addressed. And I don't, you know, it remains to be seen if ownership is willing to, to do that. We shall see. Well, and, you know, ownership's going to have to maybe admit some of their part in this and hiring folks that just didn't get the job done. And, and look, you know, oh, well, oh, yeah. And look, guys, I was a big proponent of this. I didn't want to change. I didn't want more change. But you can't look at this and you can't look at this today or look at it yesterday or look at it against Arizona and, and find a way to go on. I mean, you, can, you can't keep beating the freaking proverbial dead horse. It's just not happening. It, it's, it's, it's just not there. I'm sorry. It is just not there. Um, Pete, I mean, you know, guys, listeners, uh, what do we have coming forward? Um, you know, obviously tomorrow be a lot to look forward to, you know, as far as what's going on there. Uh, positional reviews. Um, and I got a lot of these today, Pete. And look, you know, look, Pete and I love covering the draft. So that's never going to change. Obviously, we were hoping that would get Doc Bernard a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess this is where we're at, bro. Well, look, I mean, I, I certainly enjoy talking about the draft. I certainly enjoy the concept of building a team, which is why it drives me insane the way it's been done the last two years. Um, obviously, no one's happy with the way the result is, but in some ways it's like almost relief just by virtue of the fact that, you know, this season is over and it can get better um, considering where this season has gone. So I, I don't know. In, in some ways, I feel it's almost like refreshing from that standpoint just because yeah, even this game, and, and I, I'm I'm thrilled for a guy like Damian Ratley to get the touchdown he did, or Brian Cox to make some of the plays yep. he did, or you know some of those young guys getting in there and, and making those plays because those you know theoretically can change lives for them. Um, but uh, Tate Davis I, on I special want, teams, another one. I, I just wanted the game to be over. I, I just wanted to get out of that game because I just the, the, the game the season to me ended you know at halftime the week before, and and it just. It was just getting through it. And, you know, this is where I'm reminded of the idea that they, they want more, you know, another regular season game, which just makes me, you know, it just makes me want to vomit that the idea that we would have to do this again. Um, but, you know, they have a lot of issues they have to address. And they have a lot of things that can get significantly better. They are not, you know, like a teardown necessarily. And they have a lot of good things coming back. Um, and if they can do things the right way, which is a big ask, they can, you know, whether they're going to be, you know, like competing for a Super Bowl or whatever, you know, seems unlikely. But they can still make a very nice season next year. They can be a, a team that gets in the playoffs. They can be a team that competes for the division and all that stuff. Um as 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 awful as as some of the season has gone, I, I'm not going to go into the notion of they're not that far away because I think they they have to do a lot of th- do a lot of things. But if they can address some of the major ones and at least get this team to play like a team, then they can do a lot better and they can make a big step forward. And that's you know, that would at least, you know, it would at least make it for a fun season. Uh, it would certainly be what we thought this season was going to be. And they can, 
make big, big strides. The, the, the pressure's on them to do it, but I, I don't look at like the Browns headed. I, I mean, I'm, uh, I am not necessarily, I don't know. I, I'm optimistic in the sense that they, it can be done. I'm, I'm nervous in the way that I feel like they can easily screw this up, but they can get to a point where they, you know, where they are a good football team and, and get back to making people feel like this team can get to the Super Bowl and all those things, but it, it, they have to get this right. And, and if they don't, then they've wasted this massive opportunity uh, with Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett and all these guys on rookie contracts, and they're suddenly going to have to make more difficult choices. And, you know, that's uh, – I, I don't think uh, – there are a lot of fans I don't think are ready for what's coming. They keep insisting that the Browns have an insane amount of cap room. They don't. Uh, but, you know, winter is coming for a lot of players if, if they don't get this uh, thing sorted out. Uh, it's it, – 100%. There's – Gonna be some changes uh, from top to bottom and everywhere in between. A lot going on here. Um, and as far as I can figure it, guys, here is your 2020 schedule. Obviously, Baltimore Ravens twice, Pittsburgh Steelers twice, Cincinnati Bengals twice. You are going to face the AFC South, each one of those teams. You're going to face the NFC East, each one of those teams. Denver again. New York Jets again, which seems to just almost seem like homecoming right now because that one just can that one seems to never die. There's your 16 games. Um, look, guys, we're going to cover the living daylights out of it. You know, as far as everything's going further. And look, I know you guys are upset. We're upset. We all probably felt at least a lot more was going to come in this year than it did. Uh, Pete, yesterday, um, LSU. My God, I, I I have no other words than that. Like when I literally sat down, even watching it, like I had to go look at it on my phone again. This dude just threw for 400 yards and seven touchdowns in the first freaking half in a college playoff game. Well, look, I mean, the Oklahoma was a distant fourth um, among the teams that made the playoff, and that was going to be the case whether it was them or Baylor or anyone else. You know, and those people talking about Oregon, stop. Oregon would have got their doors blown off too, so stop. Uh, but having said that, I mean, still, I mean, it was disturbing. Uh, I mean, it was almost like you had to hide your eyes at what was going on. It was so ugly. Stop uh, the fight. Was so, so yeah, I mean, if 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 there was a if there was a towel to throw in, I'm sure it would have been done pretty early. I mean, LSU's great. LSU's got so much going for it, and you know, they're going to be the prohibitive favorite against Clemson, and they should be. Uh, you know, I, that game is probably – I'd like to talk myself into it more. I, I don't – I just don't see it. But um, – and, and, and it certainly I doesn't know. happen – it certainly doesn't help Clemson that the game is in New Orleans. Yes, which is its own just ridiculous notion. I, I would I would be just as – uh, down on Ohio State's chances uh, by virtue of the fact that you know Justin just, Justin Fields without his full mobility just isn't there yet, and it, it was obviously obviously missing. And then you lost J.K. Dobbins at least to the extent that he was 100% J.K. Dobbins, and they're just not good enough. The rest of their offense to do. Let me ask that. you this: the non-review. Do you think that was a touchdown? The fumble return that was overturned. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 thought, yep. that was, I thought that was a touchdown. But look, I, 
They had Clemson's been there before. Sure, but they had the opportunity, and they, they throw mm-hmm. that stupid interception, and, and it would drive me nuts. Is J.K. Dobbins is sitting wide open with seemingly nobody in front of him to tackle him. If he just took the profit there, I think he might have either set up for a very you know reasonable distance for the touchdown, or just scored right there. And instead, they they threw a pass, which was a miscommunication or receiver fell down. Credit to Olave. He t- he put it on himself. He he said he was in the wrong. So credit to him. So, you know, it's just – it was unfortunate. And, and you know, Clemson, to their credit, they weren't really moving the ball all that well, but every so often they'd figure out a way to exploit what Ohio State was doing, particularly with their linebackers, and they'd create a massive play. And, and Travis Eddian is just – he's just so fast. Um, and then, you know, you've got a, a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence who's just basically just bulldozing his way down the field – until they basically uh, have Ohio State so trained to go hit him that they can then, you know, run the fake and, and have a wide-open pass to score. So, you know, Ohio State had no shortage of opportunities. I think if they had 100% of Justin Fields, they would have been up 21-0 to zero as opposed to 13. I thought there were or even still, if Dobbins catches those two balls earlier, it may have been too much where Clemson was never going to come back. Yeah, I, I just thought felt like there were two, t- two drives where both had a, a situation – uh, where, where Fields would have stuck his foot in the ground and, and taken off and scored. But, you know, it is what it is. And Ohio State uh, is loaded. They're going to be back next year. They're going to be down a few guys, obviously. They're going to be down Chase Young. They're going to be down uh, the corner. Uh, 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 and Three they're going to be down. Okuda. Yeah, and they're going to be down, you know, J.K. Dobbins. But other than that, I mean, they're basically back. Um, and they're going to be a dominant team. And if Fields can sort of add – more of a, an effective passing element to his game where he doesn't have to have his legs to be great, then they're going to be as dangerous any, as any team in the country. But uh, for now, uh, I, I, I'm interested to see what Clemson can do in this game, but I, I think LSU is just going to win and win pretty convincingly. Yeah, and, and the thing with, and, you know, and everybody wants to you know talk about, look, Wade's hit. Look, it was, it's Trevor Lawrence. He's kind of like the one of the golden boys of college football right now. Unfortunate, but, I mean, if you just go and look from the head-to-head, it's really, really hard to not say when you're looking at the letter of the law of the rule that it's exactly what it was. What, the targeting call? Yeah. No, it was targeting. I mean, it's just – Exactly. I mean, you know, you might get away with that if you're hitting the quarterback from Indiana – I don't know if you're not going to get away with it when you're hitting Trevor Lawrence. It's you know. I mean, I I I, I sympathize with the notion of he lowered and he got lowered and you kind of yeah. Set I mean, the, the, up, the, but... the, the, you can the rule ha, has some question marks that can be asked of it, but in terms of applying the rule, they they were dead on, and and I don't have any issue with that. No, the only issue you can raise is the the the, the turning the fumble into an incomplete pass. Um, yep. That to me was disgraceful, and 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 the Dallas Redskins game today, the same situation happened, and they they kept it a fumble. Um, but again, the, the the Buckeyes had their their opportunity to win the game, and and they couldn't. They, they turned the ball over, so it's not like it was directly the reason they lost, but certainly you can say, you know, they got hosed, and uh, you know that that Clemson. Uh, Got certainly got over on that one, and, and maybe maybe should have lost the game on that. But to me, 
I almost am, it would say to anyone that, and I could be a hundred percent wrong on this. I mean, you may see, you know, an O2 Buckeyes type beating of, uh, of, of my, you know, that stacked Miami team. But I, I, my feeling on this is Clemson is going to go in there and get boat raised. And, you know, Ohio state fans aren't going to be too upset that they didn't make it from that standpoint, even though there will be some that will, uh, undoubtedly be convinced that they would have beaten LSU and everything that's going on with them. But the the problem is, to me, the biggest thing that was going to hurt Ohio State against LSU is the fact that as good as Burrow is passing and, and the Buckeyes could match up, um, which was the element of his legs. And that's just something mobile quarterbacks have just killed the Buckeyes this year. And, and the, with everything uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was able to do, I, I don't think that was going to get better with Burrow. Ah, I yeah, just yeah. I don't. I don't think it's going to be close. And the fact that you're going to have to wait as long for this as you're going to, uh, yeah, yeah. Most likely, in look, uh, Joe Burrow. We're gonna, you know, obviously, you guys are all familiar with him. We're gonna get even more familiar with him as the years go on. Um, this is it, guys. This has been your post game show. This is a wrap on the 2019 regular season. Uh, insanely, uh, insane how fast it all goes on by. Um, cannot again thank you guys enough for being along for this ride with us. He is Pete Smith at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, check out all the work that he does through at Browns Maven on Twitter, through westside.com. It's obviously been a big five, six months here for Pete. You know, great opportunity, and he's literally taken it and effing crushed it. I'm proud of him, I'm happy for him. Deserved the platform, and he's taken the ball and proverbially ran with it here. Um, the show itself, look, guys, we've—it's been insane. I mean, to say the fact that we've done, you know, over, uh, you know, one million one hundred thousand downloads this year, nuts. It's way beyond any expectation I ever had. Uh, you know, in the interaction, social media wise, I, I just—it's insane, guys. I, I can't thank you all enough. I appreciate you enough, and and I appreciate you all for. The fact that you always say that, you know, me and Pete will tell you the way we feel it is. We don't sugarcoat much. Um, and as Pete always says, good things are good, bad things are bad. And we, we kind of shoot from the hip and we kind of come from the heart. And we, we give you our, you know, two cents on everything. At Locked On Browns, always a follow back account. All over case, you guys know that. Follow back. DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Um been an insane ride here this regular season, and that's all that's gone on. Personally, um, starting to get better, personally, feeling better. Um, obviously, it would have been nice if this Brown season came along with that as well. Um, not far from 2020. Um, continued happy holidays. Uh, start the happy New Year's, all that jazz. Got a lot to get to tomorrow in the weeks to come. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns. <laughs>